This episode brought to you by Quest Carbon Cycles, Atlanta, Canada's first premium boutique mountain bike company. Located in Hillsborough at 2839 Main Street. Come on down and see us. You can see me. I'm here at the shop, Melissa, from Monday to Friday. Come look at the bikes. Get out rides. Welcome to the Mountain Bike Connection Podcast. We're live with Matt Mooney of MTB Fitness. All the way from Hello. All the way from England. 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 Yeah. So not only do we have the whole issue with the when we record it to when it's playing to where we are to the time. Now we've got five hours difference between No, I thought he said it was No, it's four, sweetie. It's always been four. <laughs> I thought England was six. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> well, there is a time when the clocks change. Yeah, and then it skips to three. So, like, your clocks change a week ahead of ours. So, oh, okay, two weeks a year. There's only three hours difference. But oh, whatever. Good conversation, everyone. All right. right. Anyway, hi Matt. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. It's great this to is have the you. mountain biking podcast. Let's talk time changes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Most exhilarating. Right. See that that I'm pooping on trails, like you know, it's kind of where it usually goes. Yeah, well, you know. Uh, okay, boss, what's on the agenda? You're looking at me. Well, oh. obviously, we're going to talk about the fact that we have Matt on um, to talk Indeed. MTB Fitness, and then we have a few other things. Edmonston, uh, the fact that you're getting another new bike, another one. Woohoo! It's his new bike. Day. Um, and should we what? insert the clapping there? Uh, the Wait. cheering one. The cheering. One. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Wes and Laurie have like won the lottery and had a few new purchases towards their uh, mountain bike gear. Well so needed. we could we could probably get on that. But let, let's let's talk Matt. Let's yeah, talk let's the talk. fact that we're gonna make our asses super fit in preparation for next spring's <laughs> riding. Yeah. So we're just on the downhill slope now, waiting for the snow to roll in. So Shh. this is when we take to the gym. And have a look at your fitness program. So, can you tell us a little Amazing. bit about your MTB fitness uh, journey? Yeah, of course. What do you want to know? Where it all started? Yeah, yeah, give us a complete rundown. Perfect. So, I'm Matt, Matt Mooney. So, I've been a part, I'm 28, 29 next week. So, 28, 29. And I've was a per, been a personal trainer since I was about 19 years old, something like that. And um, so, I've always just done it full time. It was my first job out of college. I became a PT. So, when I was a kid into sort of my early teens, I used to be obsessed with mountain biking. Pretty much, probably till I was up until about 16, 17, something like that. Um, and then, when I got a job as a personal trainer, I sort of moved away and got real well about 17 i got really into lifting weights and kind of left the mountain bike world behind if you like 
like. Um, and then I became a personal trainer, did that for three or four years, but it was over in a town called Bolton, which you'll obviously both know, yep. which is kind of a typical town, if you like, a small city, you could call it. Um, so I was working there every day for six days a week, and I was just in the gym at 7 a.m., leaving the gym at 9 o'clock at night. And I think over that period, I really started to miss the outdoors and the trees and getting out in the hill because I was just driving down the motorway, um, you know, working in the town center, if you like, and then driving home. So when I left that company, I got real itch to start mountain biking again. So my other half very kindly bought me a secondhand Orange 5 for my kind of joint birthday nice. and Christmas present. I know, I loved it, lusted <laughs> after that. It was an Orange orange 5. I really wish I kept it as well because I sold it for, I don't know, 400 quid or something like that. And I think, oh, if I could just buy back that bike and keep it in the garage, big regret getting get of that, rid of that. Um, but I got back into mountain biking and then I just started getting obsessed with it really. I was, um, I joined a new gym to start training clients and then when I wasn't training clients, I went out riding my mountain bike and I kind of realized, first of all, I was really gym fit, like I was strong, I could lift weights, like I was into, you know, doing all the typical gym workouts six days a week. But as soon as I went on that first mountain bike ride, we took off uh, up one of the hills near me. And I used to be able to fly all the way to the top, like chatting to my mates while I was up there. So I was like, God, this would be easy. I trained six days a week. I'm going to smash this. And then I got to the top of the first bit of the climb, which was probably about a fifth of the way up. And I was dying. Like I was gasping for air. My legs were killing. I was feeling sick. I think I had to stop for about 10 minutes. And I was like... I used to chat like all the way up. This, what's going on? <laughs> so it's kind of at that point. <laughs> I can see you nodding. So there's obviously been some similar experiences, I'm sure. <laughs> so it was at that point where I was like, right, I probably need to start looking into not just training, but into like mountain bike training. So I kind of used my knowledge as a PT for the last few years to build my fitness up not necessarily for gym fitness but for actual bike fitness and then just really started to build up my fitness started like smashing Strava and trying to take all the cons and going down all that street and just got bike fit if you like but as I was kind of going through that process I was following things like GMBN reading all the mountain bike magazines and I kind of realized that there wasn't anybody who was really dominating the fitness space within mountain biking which seemed really strange at the time because mountain biking is a sport that hugely relies on fitness and the only people out there that I could find were either kind of one-to-one -one personal trainers that work with a handful of people or they were people that work with pro trainers uh, with pro, pro uh, mountain bikers sorry and then your everyday rider was a bit of an afterthought so it started from there, really. Uh, I started sending out daily emails and then the audience just kind of exploded from there. So I think we're about five or six years in now and there's, you know, half a million followers on Facebook and 14,000 customers all over the world, something like that in 60 countries. So for those who don't know, I sell training programs and nutrition guides and now a mindset guide, essentially anything that helps on the fitness, nutrition and mindset side of mountain biking. So I now run MTB Fitness full time. I work with clients a couple of mornings a week just because I find it nice to actually have one-to-one -one time with people rather than just sitting on my laptop um but yeah that that's me i would say in a nutshell that wasn't really a nutshell that's me in five minutes <laughs> excellent so we do actually on your fitness and your nutrition guide which oh which, wicked thank you the, the nutrient the nutrition guide's awesome for three of us that sit around the table but for one of us that only eats uh meat and potatoes you might have to work on her. Yeah, do you offer a fitness <laughs> meal plan for a three-year-old? <laughs> I am the world's fussiest eater. No, no. <laughs> we was we was going through it, so Darren and I, obviously, we, we've got it, and 
See, I do a lot of boot camp. So the reason I was giggling at the beginning is because boot camp three times a week, uh, well, I was, um, and then we got to spring and I was the same as you thinking, oh my God, I'm going to be so fit and I'm going to do really awesome. And then halfway up the hill and I'm breathing out my ass and I'm like, holy fuck, (laughs) like what the hell? And then vice versa, (laughs) biking all summer and then going to boot camp then in the fall and it's like, why is everything hurting? I have done nothing but fitness all summer. So, yeah, no, it's. Uh, with I think. The, sorry, go on. Two. Sorry, the two can absolutely complement each other. Yeah. But when you do one exclusively, that's where people struggle. So if you only go to the gym or only do classes, mm-hmm. or if you only ride your bike for several months, then different areas fall down. So obviously, if you only ride your bike, you've got great cardio, but then you start to get weaker and you start to get niggles and you start to get weak spots. But then on the flip side, if you only train, you end up really strong and you know relatively fit, but it doesn't directly transfer over to the bike. I think the key is over a year to always do both Mm -hmm. but just well when you can obviously when it's snowing you can't do it the same Um, but always do some kind of like on bike training and some kind of weight training and just oscillate the amount you know the the, uh, percentage of both if you know what I mean yeah that's the plan for the winter is hit the indoor trainer bang through some of these workouts which are pretty good I'm only into the first week uh, All right, you've got it open, haven't you? There, soften the glutes a bit. <laughs> it's blurry, but I can tell. Yeah, it's here. Oh, yeah, look at that! Yes, <laughs> I'm old school. They printed it out. Yeah, definitely soften the glutes after the first run. <laughs> oh yeah, he he did nothing but complain the day after that his ass was hurting. <laughs> it was good though. You know. <laughs> so many things I could say. <laughs> yeah, say I, I think we should say just that. leave that alone after your last episode. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about the new one that you just got out. I apologize. The mindset one. Sorry. No need to apologize. Um, yeah, so I've kind of had the idea for oh, two years, something like that, and I thought, you know what, now's the time to really knuckle down and write it. So obviously nutrition and training are huge sides of mountain biking you need to eat right you need to you know train right as well that goes without saying but then the other massive side of mountain biking as well is the mental side of it because if i think both on and off the bike i think the mindset that you've got off the bike and as long as you know whether you're handling yourself on a daily basis completely off the bike has a huge effect of how you're riding but then also mindset on the bike as well so i'm absolutely someone who you know some riders will just throw themselves off anything and have absolutely no fear like i'm not that rider <laughs> we have two of them around the table That's you, you, oh yeah you, you were a little bit more reserved but you not you much. not much reserved no i'm a lot more reserved i crash really? yeah i'm more if you watch like remy Mataye, he's he does some crazy stuff but he knows he can do it that's more my style i won't do it if i don't know i can do it Darren will do it if yeah. he knows he can't do it. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. It's That's called stupid. progression. <laughs> pushing hey. your boundaries, right? you got to learn oh, something. I push the, brand- push the boundaries. I just don't go over the edge as often. Shit happens. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Luckily, we get a lot of it on film, too. <laughs> you know what? That's a huge part of it as well. So the guide is called MTB Mindset. So you can probably figure out what it's from from that. It's all about the mental side of mountain biking. So for a lot of it, I knew that I'd be able to sit down and write tons of it just from my experience of mountain biking myself, of like, you know, doing my 24 hour charity event where we rode pretty much nonstop for 24 hours. Uh, and also working one to one with clients for nine years, because even though it's not necessarily, 
specific to mountain biking on a daily basis i'm used to pushing people out the limits and getting them to achieve things they don't think they can and sussing out the mindset so they can lose weight and stick to a training plan and that kind of thing so for the vast majority of the guide it was purely all my knowledge from my past 10 years of experience but then there was a bit which i know i needed expert help for which was really tackling descending and hitting features for the first time um, and doing drops and jumps and all that kind of thing so specifically the mindset side of that so like how to tackle a drop you've never done before for example so for that, I teamed up with a really good skills coach who lives locally to me. And I just spent about 10 hours interviewing him and asking him question after question after question, recorded it all, wrote it all down, and then got that into the guide. Um, so it's essentially split in two. It's called MTB Mindset. The first half is all about off-the-bike mindset, which is things like goal setting, staying consistent with your training and your nutrition, motivating yourself to train when you don't want to, looking after your mental health and staying positive, which, you know, with COVID over the past um, 18 months is absolutely giant enormous because so many people have suffered with the you know the mental Mm. health so that's kind of the first half of the guide and then the second half of the guide is all about on the bike mindset so that's chatting about things like i've mentioned like descending and hitting features for the first time but then also building up your climbing and your endurance and sort of mental hacks to be able to build your fitness and to keep going when you're struggling and that side of things Uh, and just loads of tips and tricks to use on the bike so yeah so i launched it 10 days ago it's going really well so far people are really enjoying it so it's nice to nice to help people in a bit of a different way really but that's good right because like you said you're focused on fitness so ways to make you physically able to do things and the nutrition even though one of us won't eat anything that's on the list um and it is the mindset and and it's good like we'll have to get that one because it's it's he can tell me i can do things and he'll tell me how to do them but You've got that whole wife and husband block where I only listen yeah, to 30%. 30%. So, you know, and and I, I I know I could probably do things, but I choose not to because they scare the living crap out of me, right? So it's getting yeah. out of my own head and, and doing it. So I'm a bad So in when, yeah. Your mic isn't on. Is your mic on? I can't hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Oh, hear you. okay. Oh, I just say, I'm a bad one for getting in my head, Matt. <laughs> really really bad especially when it comes to roots and going up hills and going down hills i i sometimes need a lot of coaching <laughs> but I, I find that's that's like and i i think i bring that a lot from the military is you have that mindset where you know, when your body's feeling tired you know you've got still quite a lot to go is just to yeah. set the right mindset it's your mind that controls it right so dig being able to dig in and no just get th- no, it's your bloody legs. It's your oh, legs that are sat there your going. Your legs will keep going. Screw it. Stop. When stop, your legs are stop. done, trust me, they will physically quit on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I 100% agree. Like, obviously, fitness and your legs are hugely important, but you can go so much further than, than you think you can. Um, you, yeah, you your mind is absolutely ginormous i think what you just said then as well about fear and not knowing whether you can hit something or not like that's huge and that's something i wanted to cover so that was something i went in detail with um ben the uh, skills guy that's you know i interviewed for the guide um and he goes through a really good strategy of just kind of look let's say you've got a drop that's six foot 
hypothetically so there's a six foot drop and what he did is you don't just look at it and go yeah i can do that no i can't you actually assess everything around it so he was like right first of all take a step back get off the bike and actually look at the running to the drop and think what's the running like so is it flat is it rooted is it rocky is it with some berm so if it's just dead straight and there's nothing in your way you can go yeah that's a big tick i can absolutely mm-hmm. do that but if there's two root two rooty berms that you're a bit nervous about because the wet and you know you're going to struggle with that then actually maybe that's a cross so you need to start working on nailing those corners first before you even think about the drop but then when it comes to the drop as well you'll say right it's a six foot drop and it's a flat landing so there's nothing tricky about that i've done five foot drops before where i was landing on some rocks at the bottom so that's trickier so yeah i can do five foot drop so yeah tick i can probably do this six foot one and you work your way through it like that so it was actually a really good way of looking at it where I think sometimes, absolutely 100% myself included, this is a something that I'm, you know, working on. You would never see me at Rampage. <laughs> <laughs> it's building up your steps bit by bit. But he did it in a, he, he taught me about doing it in a really objective way because I think we can often turn up to a scary bit of trail and just absolutely crap ourselves and go, no, that is not happening today. Mm-hmm. But instead, you really get off the bike and just look at the running, the actual feature, the landing, the run out, and you just assess every little bit. And then I think by the end of that, you'll know then like, yeah, I'm a little bit nervous. This is pushing my comfort zone a little bit. Like we were talking about Remy Metallier, where he'll always know that it's going from his current level and just a little bit harder. Um, But that really helps actually, because it actually just made it objective. And then, you know, if you're currently doing five foot drops, if you go and look at a 10 foot drop that's off camber and lands straight into a berm, you know that that's way beyond what you're Mm -hmm. currently doing. But it makes it a lot more objective and a lot easier to assess what you can and can't do so i found it really helpful so i'm sure everybody in the guide will as well i agree i like the like i said remy he's arguably one of the best riders in the world but if you watch his videos he hardly ever ever crashes and a lot of that is because like you said he's not a conservative rider he does progress but he really assesses everything he does and that's kind of more the i'm too old to just go out and huck it whether i got the skills or not and and that's what he does he he knows typically that he can do it before he does it rather than i can't think of any other there's a lot some of the guys at rampage i mean they try stuff whether they think they can do it or that not. shit's insane that's yeah. literally just throw yourself off and hope for the best yeah yeah exactly i mean there's i mean there's a lot of skill in it as well but you'll never find me chucking a flat drop 360 off a 49 foot step down <laughs> yeah me that. too i think it becomes a level doesn't there where the consequences just get too high like touch yeah. wood if you come off on a six foot drop you know touch wood you're going to be okay 99 percent of times you're going to be all right there's always that element of risk where something bad can happen but if you send yourself off a cliff and it's like 50 foot if you land funny like you're going to mess yourself up i think most riders myself included kind of have an idea of what level they want Mm. to get to and then they also have an idea of what level they don't want to get to um but getting to that level that you want to get to absolutely takes a strong mindset and takes various different things to get there i agree i think one of the big things too is uh acknowledging if you're having a good day or a bad day on the bike i've had bad days on the bike and just said okay i'm just gonna i'm just gonna take it easy today still have fun and keep it safe and today's just not the day to push the limits and then there's other days where okay everything's feeling really good and you'll try some stuff you've never done before and that's the way i approach it just because i'm too old but but i think i think even just men and women have different 
Oh, right. Like, you know, when we... When Different we... sense of self-preservation. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Because when, when we're riding, like, you ride like an absolute fucking loser and a maniac. <laughs> and you're just like... Can you feel the love? <laughs> oh, no. He scares the living crap out of me. But then, the, then I'm like, okay, if I fall off here... I can't work and I have kids and responsibilities. We're insured. Oh, you know what I mean, right? Like <laughs> money but, still doesn't take care of the kids though. I know. And and that and that's what goes through my head. In that like one second, split second, it's like, nope, too many things. And and I can go down any like most drops that we've done. The biggest fear for me is if there's space in between. Gaps. Yeah, I just again that's something that gets in your head. Wesley has the same thing. You know, a lot of people have the same with any kind of gap jump. They won't even think about it. Yeah, even though if you put a table across it, you probably could clear it quite easily and not even think twice about it. Well, we was talking, so we went to uh, we went to Edmonston Mm. last weekend, and we went on a trail, and I knew where some of the rocks were with the drop bit on the other side, the gap on the other side. So I knew to to miss them, but there was one and I didn't. And I come round a corner and I went over the top of it and I was like, holy fuck, holy fuck, holy fuck. And then Ben <laughs> behind me was like, you did it. And I was like, never again, never again. Cause like, I didn't did know it. cause I'd done it before I thought about it. And they were extra spicy with all that mud. Oh, <laughs> that big one going the mud in the ice. Oh my God. Oh God. Yeah. It was, it was, it was pretty hairy, Matt, but it was like you said, it was, I get in my head and I tell myself, don't do it. There's, there's nothing in between. And, and I think that, you know, when my bike gets to it, I'm just going to go plop and, and I'm not going to do it. That's <laughs> but a not- lot of the time, like, I got to it. I get to a place a lot of the time where I'm following Jeff or someone else, and you've got a toe in on a feature. You know the speed. Just set myself up in my mind. All right, I know my drills. Get down low, ready for a drop or a jump or whatever, and then just plow through it. But we already assessed. I'm in no man's land. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so we ride as a group, Matt, and and it typically is like you've got the fast ones up here that I'm trying to keep up with, but I can't. And then you've got the slow ones back here that I'm... (laughs) (laughs) That would be me, Matt. That can't keep up with me. So then I find, um, well, we was riding, like I said... Pardon me, everyone. I got to get this out of my face. I'm banging my head on. <laughs> whistle so we was so we was riding and then we're in the middle of nowhere in the middle of the trails and I start freaking out thinking oh my god if a bear comes and gets me I'm gonna die <laughs> so then so then I pulled my phone out I'm, I'm like okay Spotify I th- throwback Thursday so I'm literally going through the woods on my own with Abba screaming gimme 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 at the top of the voice in my pocket <laughs> because I'm in no man's land it sucks. We did spring one bear in the woods last week. Again, reason why one, Abba but... was on. Look at Matt's size is like two bears. <laughs> oh, I saw two some bears. sheep the other day. We sprung two. <laughs> well, remember, I was like 15 yards oh. at the back of women. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I walked up to 10 yards before it took off. <laughs> oh, God. I got to say something. One thing that I've noticed, Matt, with my own brain if I don't know that something is going to be really scary and I just go and do it, it's not so bad. Like, I sometimes I think getting off my bike and going and looking at something to kind of assess it, I get in my head and then I'm like, oh, land, that looks terrifying. I think I'm just going to go around it. <laughs> but if I just do it, it's like, oh, crap, oh, crap, oh, crap. But then I'm done. 
Mm. And I've yeah. made it and I so far haven't killed myself. <laughs> yeah, no. See, I'm the opposite. I don't have any fear of like, oh crap, I'm gonna crash. It's like I'm just thinking, okay, do can I do this or can I not do this? And like Skywalker, that was a good one. It wasn't it was it's day two of riding, my legs are already tired. Yeah. And it was like, it's it's a really wicked line. It's like, can I do it? I can probably do it, but can I do it on tired legs? And I didn't have any fear of crashing and getting hurt. It was just like, can I actually do it? But anyway, I've done that doing it a number of times with Patrick before. And then, like you said, just that day, we were tired going down it on two day legs. Oh. And I just, well, you saw the result <laughs> of that. It took a seat right to oh, the base of the back. <laughs> just yeah that was just a day where my body was tired you know your mind was kind of your body just wasn't but that's doing the difference between me and you if i was feeling the way you are i'd have analyzed it and be like not today yeah no you were analyzing it, it can happen you were analyzing it and said not today fuck it <laughs> life's like a doctor not- ad. what's the worst that can happen <laughs> I tell you a big thing kind of listening it's really interesting because there's like well five of us I think it's a massive thing when it comes to anything around your mindset is that everybody's different and you need to really assess and understand yourself so like one of you there is like yeah if I'm not feeling it I won't ride it you're like oh, I'm just gonna send it and then some people are like oh yeah I get really scared and I'm really worried about the consequences and others aren't so I think the big thing is really understanding yourself and analyzing your mindset so yep. it's getting away from just going out for a ride and blindly riding down the trails and it's really starting to think what kind of rider am I like what am I like because some people like my mate put himself in an air ambulance um, coming off a drop he'd never ever done a drop in his life he'd been riding about nine months something like that um, and he literally just rolled off a six foot drop like I tried to stop him at first um, and then he kind of stopped and then whilst like I had my back turned he literally went at it in bottom gear spinning away and flopped off it at like two miles an hour and he landed on his neck and the you know it was literally an air ambulance spinal board ICU is he okay Um, and they said yeah yeah he's absolutely fine the doctor said he was about a millimeter away from severing his spinal cord so when you've got somebody like that um and he's not like that anymore like he kind of realized like oh shit yeah you know what there are real consequences to this but he actually needed a little bit of more fear but then on the flip side you get some people who are absolutely terrified and then that makes them crash more and more and more so i think a big part is understanding what you're like as a rider and then Mm -hmm. when you understand what your uh limitations are then you can start to figure out what you need to do but i think yeah if anybody's listening to this and they're thinking yeah what kind of rider am i where do i land in that because everybody's different at the end of the day so you need to figure out where you're at Uh, i had one story as well about it's only a short story what you were talking about some days you're not feeling it so the day before i proposed to my other half sophie (laughs) i'd like kept the day free i knew that i would not be working that day so i was like oh yeah i'm gonna go for a ride i'll go and do a good ride this will be good fun um so I went out for a ride, went to do some like proper trails and I rolled to the top and I knew within the first 10 meters that this was absolutely not happening. Um, So I literally just went down the fire road all the way back down to the bottom and I went and rolled on the canals instead because I was so scared stiff and my arms were rigid and I was so nervous about not injuring myself for the day after. So some (laughs) days you do need to go, yeah, I'm not feeling it today. I'm just going to go do an easy ride instead. Oh yeah. Definitely. There's, There's days when we've done that for sure. Yeah. I got 
What are you cackling at? <laughs> so I just, so because we was picking on Laurie with the, the food plan, right? So I was like, here, Laurie, look, look, while Matt's telling his story. So she's, she's reading down the thing and she's like, what did you, what did you write? Is a rasher? Is a rasher a piece? <laughs> yeah. One rasher of bacon. It's just one piece of bacon. What's a rasher yeah, a piece of bacon? Of bacon. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Learn something new every day. Okay. guess that's a word I haven't used in a while. Yeah, no, I don't. And, and even, I can't even think of some of the words that Matt used at the very beginning, but I was like, oh. Ginormous. Ginormous. There's a little bit that's of this. Like really big. <laughs> yeah. That's, ginormous is a great word. It is. Right? <laughs> she's, she's looking. She's, she's kind of, I mean, she's pulling her face a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little bit of it I would eat. Okay, Laurie, like, Laurie, tell, tell, Laurie oh. tell Matt what you do with your bananas. Oh. <laughs> my, I blame my mother when I was a kid because I it's a texture thing with bananas. Like I'm very sensory type thing. So I dipped them in sugar. <laughs> but they're so good. Matt's like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I always bring up the rear. <laughs> so you go, Brown. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll get a bit sweeter. <laughs> we did. We did have an experience. So we typically don't use the gels and the the sugar thing. Um, we don't. We you know even like you said in the book. You know, have snacks. Have plenty of water. I mean, we typically ride with an eleven year old, so we have to have lots of snacks because um, she's worse than Scooby Doo. Oh yeah, she's snacking oh, inside the first mile. <laughs> I watched your video about this this morning and I was like to Wesley, I'm like, you need to watch this. Yeah. Um, so, so Mr. <laughs> Mr. Wesley had some last, oh, yeah. last, when, last Sunday, Wednesday. The energy oh gel, the goo stuff. GU. Yeah. Okay. But, but okay, yeah. what was is typically kind of got lots of energy anyway. ADHD. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he has <laughs> the goo. <laughs> it was exhilarating. <laughs> not going to lie. <laughs> when I, uh, a couple of years ago, I did a 24-hour charity ride. My granddad died from Alzheimer's, so I really wanted to do something to raise money. So me and my best mate, Ozzy, decided to ride around this three-mile reservoir, Dovestone Reservoir in Greenfield. Nice. So we rolled around there for 24 hours. And so we just had a tent set up at the beginning, a bit of a gazebo where there was loads of food. And... I just, I literally just broken my wrist and I think I was a week out of a cast and then we did it. So as you can imagine, my wrist was a little bit sore. So I was dosing up on paracetamol um, and they made you tired, which I didn't realize. <laughs> or ibuprofen, one of the two. So I was getting so tired. Like at about 1 a.m. I just could not keep my eyes open. So I just kept drinking coffee after coffee after coffee. Um, and then when I was laying in bed after the event, you know, I've been up for 36 hours and I remember lying in bed looking at the roof and this is after I've been awake for, I just said, 36 hours. I was looking at the roof and I could hear my heart going boom, 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 boom. boom, boom. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I'm actually going to die. <laughs> it took me about four hours to sleep. I was that wired. It was awful. You know, when you're like really jittery, yeah. <laughs> I could literally hear it in my head. <laughs> oh my God, Upper Mill, that brings back some memories as, as a teenager. Yeah, I was there today. <laughs> yeah, just over the hill. Just yeah, I can feel that though with the mega energy. I eat fairly healthy as a whole. Don't not that bad. You just eat meat. I do eat a lot of ton of meat, <laughs> but man, I took that thing. I was screaming and hollering through the woods the whole time after. Just 
I was pumped. He was being the cheerleader, hollering, good job, everyone. Just Super after, duper. After, like, I thought he was game. very positive <laughs> until oh, I realized what it was. Yeah, I was oh, yeah. rocking his tits off. <laughs> Friggin' put 20K in Edmonston in the mud, and I felt great when we got done. Just wound right up. You know <laughs> if you don't really eat sugar as well the effect is huge same for caffeine oh, yeah. like if you don't take sugar or caffeine if you just ate meat for two weeks like you know meat and veg and whatnot and then have sugar i remember once i did like about two weeks of really clean eating where it was literally just meat and veg and then i think i just had some fruit juice or something like that before a workout and my <laughs> god i was wired i was like oh my god i've got so much energy <laughs> That was me. <laughs> I was I was watching your first video that I watched today was the one about uh, somebody had asked the question about biking after fasting or something. That one and all I okay. could think of is before I actually watched that, I said, I would literally keel over if I did that because I actually have to. I, I'm hypoglycemic, so I always have to have those little sugar tabs. Those things are amazing. Absolutely amazing. <laughs> they really work. <laughs> I would be the same. There is absolutely no way that I could ride fasted. Like, I wake up hungry. Yeah. <laughs> My mate Ozzy just does not eat. Like, on the 24-hour ride, I must have eaten 10 times what he ate. But we can go for a ride sometimes in the morning at 8 a.m. or whatever, and I have to have breakfast and then have snacks, like, every 45 <laughs> minutes. And he can just get up and not eat until dinner time, and his energy just doesn't waver. Um, he's just built built that way. How big is he? He- it's similar to my build, really, like 80 kilos, 76 kilos, something like that. So he's quite slim. You would, uh, yeah, get, it's not I like, uh, that. <laughs> that's about my weight. 80 yeah. kilos. Isn't yeah. it about 150? 170 pound. Oh, 170. Yeah. yeah. 170. Yeah, that's 77. So about 175. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, 175. Yeah. That's like, that's like Kevin. He's, yeah. Kevin's yeah. just, well, I wouldn't say he's a little fella. He's, he's just. He's about 5'6 and 140 yeah, five, pounds. Six, he's 130 pounds. And, and he just goes all day. He can ride 25K on half a bottle of water. It's crazy. Yeah, I, I can't do that. I need to eat no. and drink. But it goes back to what you originally said about everybody's different. Yeah. Like even yeah. the nutrition, it, right? We was looking through it and so Darren and I, I mean, we don't eat bad anyway, but we was no, looking not, through For it. the record, none of us really eat bad. No. I but, just, if you eat too much of a good thing, it will still make you big. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Bigger than you want to be. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> even even portion size, like things like that, I mean, you... I think that's why we always struggled with portion size. We don't. You do. Yeah, I you do. You do. Because you, you make breakfast and you'll make the same for both of us and I'll eat yeah. like 25% of it. And then you're like, why aren't you eating <laughs> the rest of it? Um, Because I'm slightly smaller than you. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> like my, I, po- my portion sizes have come down a lot in the last 12 months. That's what I need to do. And I, for the record, I'm 6'1", 250. I'm not super overweight, but I'm not thin either. <laughs> but you're not fat. But I'm not you're super. You're built. Yeah, I'm, no. I'm a gym guy a bit. You're a rugged. So yeah, everyone has different body types as well. So um, like you're you can... Aussie, my mate, and myself as well, like we're kind of ectomorphs where you naturally stay on the skinny yep. side. And then you get other people as well who are, well, you get mesomorphs in the middle who are built. Mm-hmm. And then endomorphs as well, which are naturally just bigger and put on weight that bit more easily. So you you look at someone like, uh, say, Bradley Wiggins or any Tour de France rider, like they're naturally really skinny. <laughs> Some people would never, ever get to that size unless they literally starve themselves because yeah, um, yeah. they're just genetically be- really slim. And on the other side, like a Tour de France rider will never, ever be the world 
world's strongest man ever, even with yeah, yeah. all the steroids in the world and all the eating in the world because yeah. they're just genetically not built that way. So that's totally normal. And that can affect the type of foods that you work best off. So it's absolutely not the rule. But generally, ectomorphs, which is like your skinny guy or girl, tend to work better off higher-carb diets. Endomorphs, if you think people who typically put on weight easily, generally work better off lower-carb, higher-fat, higher-protein. Again, that's not a rule. It's just generally what, what, what tends to happen. Well, that's what I was like, okay, so on one of Darren's fads, he was like, we're going to eat lots of protein and no carbs. So we cut carbs out. And we didn't cut them out completely we Near just shit reduced swearing. well you're a bread person you cut it out by day three i was like almost <laughs> she going was losing her shit I, I, was, I was almost like serial killer level <laughs> <laughs> i really was it was awful <laughs> because i was like everything everything i'd like look at things and like a chair would turn into a crisp or or like it was a baguette really, <laughs> yeah everything pick up the phone and it's like the first thing would come up was food carbs potatoes and chips and See, I don't crave any of that. I crave meat. I like a good yeah. steak. So, yes. Yeah. I'm not a vegetable lover. I don't mind a salad. I eat the vegetables. It's not my choice to, thing, though. Yeah, I mean, I've been known to eat six egg omelets, just six pork chops for a meal, just steak, <laughs> yeah. just burgers, no sides. Most just eggs and steak is good. <laughs> yeah. Or a dozen wheat, a bix, and a pint of milk. Whatever that makes me, I don't know. Carnivore. Sounds a bit like the carnivore diet, that. Sorry. Yeah. The uh, the 11-year-old is must be hearing us talking about food because she's like, I'm hungry. I'm still hungry. <laughs> I just I fed her. I, <laughs> tell her to hit the cupboards. She's like her dad. Just tell her to hit the cupboards. There's food in the fridge and there's food in the cupboards. <laughs> look for it. <laughs> so, Matt, one thing you need to do. So, you, you've now you've covered fitness, you've covered nutrition, you've covered the mindset. Now you need to get to these goddamn supplies and tell them that um, <laughs> we need longer sizes in pants okay because <laughs> some of us want to ride in winter and you know just just whoever's mindset has been set that it's like oh you're you're a lot you've got long legs you're 36 inch legs you must be fat here is the big sizes <laughs> i'm like i cannot find pants for love and money i feel you too because also if you're 250 pounds yeah. they assume you get a 50 inch waist right yeah it's but ridiculous it's ridiculous it is hard i feel so. your pain so that's your next mission, okay? I like it. No I pressure. Like it. That could, that no could pressure. be a podcast mission. Though. We can get out there and put it to them and say, hey, look, you know, because oh, I've only got a skinny ass waist, but you got my ass, ass and my legs. thighs, they keep my pants up, to be fair. You got a 30-inch waist, but you got big legs like a guy for, that was 200 to 210 pounds. We did we did some measuring yesterday in the office, didn't we? Because we've yeah. both got like a 28-inch waist. Mm-hmm. And then I have a, what was my hips? 40, 40. inches. And yep. your ass was 42. 44. 44. <laughs> what were your quads? <laughs> oh, I didn't measure those. No. Oh, come on. Give me a frigging tape measure then. All right. So, yeah. Off he goes so, on a mission. So, no, no pressure, Matt. No pressure. But, you know, the the That's why someone needs to do a made to measure, made to measure mountain bike they clothing, don't they? Well, I think they do, yeah. Yeah. Because it's Sounds ridiculous. Like a good idea. Well, and the sizing, I'm sorry. Some women have got booty, mm-hmm. like myself, and we are not all toothpicks. And they do not make 
women's mountain bike clothing for women with curves. They just don't. I, I think they're, they just aim for the middle of the pack. It's annoying as freak. <laughs> I think they look at like the majority of people on bikes and they're like, well, they're built like a freaking toothpick. So Not you know, all of us. <laughs> large. Let's make it 32-inch waist with 30-inch leg. Yeah, oh, my gosh. Not quite cutting it. Oh, yeah. One other thing I enjoyed about your videos, I literally did a crash course in your videos this morning. I, and I liked nice and subscribed one. your channel. We will support. It must have been a slow morning. Well, no. Well, no. And to be honest, um, Darren had said that we were going to be talking to you today and interviewing you today. And I'm sorry, I hadn't heard of you before. But now I know. So now I will be a devoted follower. Um, you're stretching. <laughs> His Highness here is terrible for the. He has the tightest muscles. Like he will wake up. He doesn't and then, stretch. Ever. He doesn't stretch, and it's annoying. And he knows, and he needs to. Is the worst part. So <laughs> he's, bell- he's, he's bellowing. He's hollering at us. I've got ADHD. <laughs> but the stre- the stretching part is really important, and I'm guilty of it too. But some of the stretches that you were showing in your videos, I think he could actually do those ones. Mm. I really do think That's he could good. do them. And I think it would actually help with the flexibility. I'll tell you what might be good for um, Wes if, if I understand the not enjoying stretching and thinking, especially if, does he actually have ADHD? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so not being able to sit still, like genuinely, it might be worth looking at exercises that improve your range of motion whilst you're training. So yeah. if you look at something like a Bulgarian split squat, for example, and Romanian deadlifts, they'd be a couple of good ones. So they're exercises where you can actually nail yourself whilst improving your flexibility. And then you don't have to try and sit still and like hold a stretch for a minute. But yeah, a lot of the stretches that I showed in those videos are dynamic stretches which are stretches with movement so they were bad for people who don't like stretching you're absolutely right I presume that's what you were getting at sorry was it oh yeah well sort of I guess I didn't really have a point I was just kind of (laughs) (laughs) I found a point out of it it worked (laughs) I I never I appreciate that yeah like the the stretching part is huge and actually one of our, our biking sisters Jen she's a yoga teacher so when she comes camping with us, she always does yoga at the campsite. And I said, next year, I am going to make sure that I bring two extra yoga mats so we can actually do that because I, I do think it's important. It's just something that we're really guilty of not doing. But when he wakes up in the middle of the night with friggin' his back is spasming and his quads are spasming and everything else. And I know it's because he's not stretching. Yeah. We're doing. We're, yeah, they're measuring. Wesley's making us measure our quads. I was a twenty inch. What was yours, Darren? Twenty four. I'm, I'm not. Oh god, mine. wide ass legs. He's got it here now. Fifty seven. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not even meeting. Twenty eight and a half. Well, you've only got eight and a half inches on me. That's what she said. That's what she said. <laughs> Did you include him? No. <laughs> Over 30 if I did. There was one more thing that I wanted to ask you, Matt, before I lose my, my train of thought. Um, yeah. You were also talking in one of your videos about making sure that you're hydrating when it's really, really hot, which reminds me of one day this summer. Oh. Was it this summer? When we were biking in Minto. Minto is kind of like biking on the moon. There's not oh. a lot of shade and it was like 30 some degrees and poor Becky, I really thought she was going to pass out because she started to see stars and whatever. As far as electrolyte replacement, do you ever just throw salt in your water bottle or do you uh, actually it use something? Have, do you mean like actual salt? Actual like, like Himalayan salt. 
it doesn't have the right balance of electrolytes. I can't remember off the top of my head which ones it is that it doesn't have in it, but you need an actual electrolyte tablet, which has a full range of electrolytes in there. Um, so if you use table salt or Himalayan salt, it'd be better than nothing, but it's not as good as an actual electrolyte tablet. So it doesn't have the right range of electrolytes. Again, I can't remember which they are off the top of my head, but you can Google it easily enough and it'll tell you which ones they are. Um, so yeah, you want an actual electrolyte tablet. If you were like, I'm going for a ride and there's absolutely nothing in the house, sure, some some salt in that'll be better than having mm. just water but just try and keep you know like the packs of um electrolyte tablets like and just yep. shove that in your water um yeah when you I've, I've been in that same situation on like the moors near us where it's been 30 degrees and i've planned a ride and you end up getting a flat tire right in the middle of the moors <laughs> or whatever so what should take an hour actually takes two hours and you just melt and um, so on days like that it's a really good idea to try and factor in some shade if you can so maybe go into some woods for an hour and then go out for an hour and then you know just try and get in and out because it just absolutely bakes you doesn't it yeah um, so yeah use actual electrolytes is much better in your water salt would be kind of second best but not as good as actual electrolytes um, but for those listening if you have no idea actually about electrolytes when you sweat you lose salt from your body and salts are essential for muscle contractions so you actually can't fully hydrate your body without those salts so when you lose too many you start to really suffer on a performance point of view and you can get bad cramps um, and your muscles literally don't contract as much so that's why you need to take electrolytes in your water all of the time when you're riding your bike but even more so when it's hot weather could you take them every day? Just like I naturally have cramping muscles or whatever. I told Is that you something that. I could take every day just to help my muscles become more hydrated? Because I drink a shit ton of water, but and I don't stretch um, up, obviously. It's hard to say whether what's causing you cramps. So we're just talking about how you don't stretch that much. <laughs> <laughs> or at all. So if, I would, I would say, say if you're drinking plenty of water, eating a fairly normal diet, you're probably already getting all the salts in your diet that you need. Um, you won't, your body, when you have a normal diet that does include salt, that's enough to get the optimum amount of electrolytes like into your body. It's only when you're actually sweating them out that it becomes an issue. So if you're drinking, you know, two, three, four liters of water a day every day, and you're eating a good diet i'd say it's probably more related to muscle tightness so i would target the areas that you get in those cramps in it's probably an area that you cramps over and over and then try and improve your flexibility there so if it was in your calf you know stretch your calf every day and maybe foam roll to loosen off your fascia that's more likely what it could be you could get some if you, you could get some massage as well yeah i have done that so i wonder what is it in a person that makes one person more susceptible to cramping where other people just would never have to stretch, never have to do anything, and never have to worry about muscle cramps. But I do constantly, like, and not just legs. That's really good fun. It's everywhere. Yeah, the main causes of cramp are dehydration, muscle tightness, um, and then dehydration in the form of not having those salts like we just talked about. So if you're nailing, if you if you are, I mean, you can try taking an electrolyte tablet every day. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you could just have one of those in the morning and see if it makes a difference. It shouldn't take long to work, so you probably only need to do that for a week. And then if your cramps start to subside, you can say, oh, yeah, you know what? I'm just not, I don't have enough electrolytes in my diet. Um, but it's normally muscle tightness tightness or it's 
lack of electrolytes or it's lack of hydration. Now, with that being said, the first company that I went to work at as a personal trainer, the owner of that company, so he was like head of 100 PTs, as you can imagine, he was super into fitness and nutrition and he did everything right. He stretched every day. He got a massage twice a week. He nailed his training, so he was really flexible. He was always hydrated. He still got cramps and there was absolutely nothing he could do about it. So for some reason, some people do get cramps and he had like access to all the best people in the fitness industry and he never found a solution for it so he was doing everything right and he still got cramps and there was not much you can do about it but for 99.9 percent of people there's a cause that you can do something about for you i would say start stretching every day around that area and see if that helps definitely need to stretch for you get up in the morning that's what i do i go i have a shower i come back and i stretch for five or ten minutes i get so friggin bored so fast (laughs) (laughs) i'm away five seconds left i I gotta do something (laughs) stretching's doing something (laughs) yeah but it's something boring (laughs) like put some music on why do you need to I have to listen to podcasts. Musics don't engage my brain enough. No. So that's kind of like one part of thing. And then, so this one, you get yourself a trainer, one of Wes's new purchases. Mm. So are you going to do some indoor resistance training? Some yes. Intervals. We both are. Yeah. We both are. Yeah, Laurie's like, like, yeah, I don't think so. It won't be so bad if I can watch like Netflix to keep myself. Because like if I'm at the gym and I'm on the stepper or on the bike or the elliptical, I have to watch Netflix or I am bored. And it's not enough to just look around the gym and, hmm, you know, whatever. Like it and it makes it it makes the time pass easier for me. So I don't notice it as bad. Because I have like zero motivation to do exercise. I hate exercise. I'm going to be honest. I like biking, but I hate exercise. I just watch Red Bull TV. (laughs) I I just do. Put the bike on the trainer, put Red Bull TV on, depending who's running. I found that Joan Borelli gets the tempo really freaking fast. Watching that guy, I'm just pedaling my guts out. He's one of my favorite YouTubers. Well, it was funny. I was looking through Strava the other day and I was like, oh, look at that. And I did like 20, 20K on the trainer in 32 minutes. I was like, that must have been the day I was watching Johan Borelli. He's <laughs> probably the most hyper guy I've ever seen. Yeah. Besides you? No, he's more than me. He's off the charts. You guys would be like soul brothers. It would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> I find with interval sessions, so I absolutely agree with putting something on to entertain you when you're doing like a normal ride on a static bike or if you're doing something where, you know, you're, you're hitting it, but you're not absolutely nailing it. But then with intervals where you're going hard for 30 seconds or a minute, mm. the only thing that works for me, I find, is just some music to really get me in the yeah. zone because when yep. you're absolutely thrashing yourself for... 30 seconds to two minutes or whatever your specific intervals are i find that i just need to absolutely get in the zone so loud music is all that does it for me so i might watch like some youtube videos i do the same thing when i'm like warming up but then when it's go time on those intervals you definitely don't get bored because they just hurt too much (laughs) (laughs) so i need music to get me through those um i can understand why you don't enjoy exercising finding it boring i'd say maybe have like a clear goal to aim towards i think can really help there's a girl in the gym who's just started training with all my mate uh, he's a personal trainer as well and she's never really been into it but she's getting married in december and for the last three months she absolutely <laughs> nails her workouts and you just know she's going in and um, she's like she's got some weight to lose for her wedding she obviously wants to lose it but she is hammering it and you can just tell why when she was in today and she was like doing shoulder presses or push presses and she was like 
Oh, you could just tell she was loving it. But I think for her, you know, as soon as she walks into the gym, she's thinking about walking down that aisle. Yeah. So that's just an example of a goal. But I think having a goal to train towards like a race or an event or something that's actually got a date on it, I think that can really help because I was having this conversation with one of my clients. I don't, th- riding your bike is intrinsically fun. Like when we're out mountain biking, 90% of the time, you're just having a great time. You enjoy it. It's like playing a video game. Like it's just fun to do if you're into video games whereas i think gym training is you've got type one fun and type two fun so type one fun is when you're enjoying doing it at the time type two fun is when you enjoy it after it so i think some people think that you should love training but if you're doing like 20 reps of squats on a heavy weight you do not enjoy that that absolutely sucks it just hurts you feel sick your legs are aching but it's kind of like the the satisfaction you get after it so that's where the fun comes in i think for a lot of gym training and for interval training as opposed to mountain biking and that's why a lot of people don't go to the gym because they want it to be fun like riding your bike which Mm. i can understand Uh, but i think it really helps having a a goal to aim towards with that like say like something where you're actually going to turn up and do it like you're going to turn up and do a race you're going to turn up and do a 24-hour ride you're going to turn up and do as some kind of event because you've got that clear date to work towards and then that just gives your workouts real meaning and real purpose then so that means that we should do adrenaline fest race next year and that would go. be the goal that we're aiming towards miss larry <laughs> She's gonna kick me. You totally should. <laughs> That's it. What is it? I heard of that. So, so go yeah, no, go we got a, a, I say a local bike park. It's three and a half hours up the road. Uh, I don't even know how for distance. When you move to Canada, you stop measuring things in miles and kilometers, and it's just in hours, right? So, <laughs> yeah, we plug away. We could probably get we get there in about two hours forty five, three hours. Yeah. So, if they yeah. had like a geriatric. So it's about um, 270 kilometers. About that. For the adrenaline fest? Miles. Maybe, maybe 150, 200 miles almost. And we don't think right. anything about driving that for a weekend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just, it's different, right? So, yeah, anyway, yeah. every year they have a like a little race festival, put on a lot of uh, XC, downhill, stuff like that. So we go there. We've ridden at Sugarloaf now for uh-huh. eight or nine years. Season pass holders for past six nice so amazing we're going there a lot helping them out with the build and get they to do... the point taylor well i'm just explaining oh, context right, okay. matt doesn't know any of this most of our listeners <laughs> probably know all this already right, right. matt's fresh my motivation oh. <laughs> for training is to just not die while i'm out mountain biking trying yeah, to keep up good. with people like, i just want to beat my last year's time at the race that's all just keep pushing. See, for me, and it's not pills. racing. I, it, for me, it's when I'm following someone like Kevin and I'm absolutely sucking wind like a vacuum and he's not even breathing. <laughs> right. Yeah, I but mean, he, I'll never be on his level, but I don't know. My goal is to His power to weight ratio is so much higher than yours. As strong as you are, being that way is definitely a disadvantage. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> the only yeah, time it's an advantage the... is, a big, is a short sprint. <laughs> 
It's all that, right? <laughs> That's your uh, body type playing into it. So an ectomorph is like somebody naturally skinny. He's generally good at cardio. Yeah. And you're maybe more endomorph, mesomorph, I would imagine, where you're probably, I bet you're really strong, aren't you? I bet you can bench like... Yes, I can. <laughs> yeah, I can, I, yeah, I can tell looking at you that you'll have a good bench and a good squat. And yes. I bet if you didn't go to the gym for a year, you could probably still bench press more than me, even though like I would train regularly. Maybe. You would just go in and lift heavy. Bet you. I really bet you. I've got a client like that. Like he... Um, he can literally not train for three months in fact i don't think he did over covid like he didn't train for about three months and then when we were back in the gym i think he bench pressed 100 kilos on his first day how much is that <laughs> At 200 uh, 220 oh yeah i could still hit 315 after not going to the gym all summer so what kind of what what is someone that is naturally skinny <laughs> but doesn't have cardio because i think they fall in that bracket your cardio is pretty good your oh. cardio is good beck because like i can't keep up well, I can't. Well, she got with legs you. like that. She gets them things turning. I know, but sometimes I'm breathing out my asshole. Hey, me too. I suck out. Oh, everybody does if you're pushing. Sometimes I pedal so hard, even my ass breathes for me. <laughs> Sucking in the Jet wrong hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you just have those days. But I set, I set goals. So, beginning of this year, we were following Jeff up every climb, and my goal was to pass him. Oh, Jeff? Done that. Oh, you got him beat. But Jeff smokes. So Jeff is uh, hes about your age. He's a smoker yeah. and a mountain biker, and he will smash a frigging good climb and then light a smoke up at the top of it just to pe- it. piss people off. <laughs> yes. He'll, he'll get to the top. Like when we rode in Edmonston the other week with them both, and me yeah. and Alice, we got to the top. That's Alice's girlfriend. And he's up there with his little frigging licorice vape. vape thing whatever the hell it is and he's f- not even I'm at he wasn't the top. even out of breath i'm at the top and i'm like <laughs> and nothing nothing i want to punch him in the face <laughs> sorry jeff love you <laughs> just get those people right where the cardio is on point and yeah but you your, know. yours is yeah mine's all right it's improved it, a little bit this year i'd like i'd like it to be more closer to where it used to be i know but you're an asshole you eat a full cake and i put on 20 pounds i do yeah, i like cake. getting older though i don't think your cardio is going to stay as good as when you're it's late not 20s it's or a, you just got to work on it right and i, I notice the difference yeah. now from my early 20s being in the army picking up my pack and tabbing for eight miles and not thinking anything about it and now <laughs> if i tried that i think i'd die yeah with no fucking soles in my shoes went, <laughs> went on an exercise one weekend so i used to be in the uh unit over there at bury the fusiliers okay and okay. uh we did an exercise up at walk up so we were the machine gun platoon we had the machine guns carrying 800 rounds of friggin ammo and a belt of ammo 200 is 5.4 kilo so 11 pound carrying that plus your kit plus a gun and I got about eight miles into this, and I figured, my feet are really fucking hurting. This is not normal. <laughs> Continued. You know, you just, you get in that mindset. And this, this is what really helped me, is I just got in that mindset. Yeah, and that really helped, is just ignore the pain. Just push. Push as hard and as long as you can, and just ignore it. And eventually the pain went away. So we got back, like, end of the day. We've been out for 18 hours, done about 20, 22 miles of slogging across friggin hills if you know walk up in cumbria it's all up and all friggin down it's oh, nuts. okay went in my took my boots off put my hand in there to get my insoles and throw those pricks in the bin i was like oh fuck i left them at home drying 
<laughs> just no insoles, just straight on the bottom of the sole itself. But again, like going back to that, my fitness, my mindset was absolutely on point. It had to be. Yeah. Um, and I think that helps put me ahead of a lot of people in my age bracket on the mountain bike as well. Yeah. So, uh, 100%. You, so you're telling me that, that so in another five or six or seven years we'll be riding with Jeff and Jeff won't be able to just have a cigarette at the top of the hill and be all casual because he'll have gone over the 35 mark <laughs> and his cardio <laughs> will have gone a little bit downhill so then we can be all like ha I think he's feeling it now unless yeah. uh, well, you've got him be on cardio now well the climbing uh, yeah. this year something just clicked and it started riding the quest in Hillsborough there that just hammered that up that climb Start me up, didn't even feel it that much, wasn't sucking air. And then going to Edmonston again, and I could see it reflected in my resting heart rate, the way that's come down in the last three months. At one point, I sent you that, I sent it on the yeah, picture. Yeah, 44. <laughs> my heart rate was at 47, and Seven. if you look at like the past four hours, it was down at 42. So nice. I was pretty impressed with that because, you know, that Absolutely. then that's you can great. see, you can physically see the results of your training, right? And I think that's important yeah. to do that. And mm. Again, like you said, it's tough because inside of me is a 600-pound man just trying to get out and find that cake because I love cake. I've got a major sweet tooth. (laughs) I think the style of riding you do too, if you do a lot of cross-country or (coughs) road biking, like (laughs) I've biked so so many different people and so many different groups, but the Truro group, the rail yard, holy frig, their fitness is on like 10 levels more than anyone else by a mile it's unbelievable like i mean the guys there their cardio is just bonkers they would i think they'd pound the pants right off of kevin honestly that's insane oh it's totally insane watching and like and going to some of the races and seeing so i don't race cross country i used to when i lived in in england when i was younger um now i race the downhill stuff it's a lot more fun I mean, don't get me wrong, you're still slogging your guts out for three or four yeah. minutes of your life, but you're watching some of the XC guys and the speed they're taking the climbs, and the, not just like the the moderate climbs, like the, the steep technical climbs. Like they're going up there in gears that I usually come down the frigging hell in. Yeah. And they're going up just... That's where we need one of those rubber band things, and then we just... This, well, you see, this is where resistance training comes in, right? I hope that trainer helps me out with my fitness. Going all winter, just hiking and snowshoeing. I mean, it's It's not not the same as biking, so. No, no. Nothing gets my heart rate up like mountain biking does, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, doesn't snowshoeing kind of use some of the same muscles as Uh, biking, sort of? It kind of does, yeah. And I found cross-country skiing was a good crossover as well. So they've got a few places which do, like, the Nordic skiing. And, uh... I have issues. I had issues, and thanks to Dr. John Neal in Woodstock, he got me squared away, and my hips are now mobile again. So I lost quite a lot of mobility in my right hip due to a spinal injury. And now, like, stretching and doing your frigging workouts. Man, those uh, split squats <laughs> on the right leg. Holy shit. My left, my <laughs> left glute was fine. Like, the first time I did it, left side was good. Right was lit up. I got a lot of weakness on the right side. So now like being able to train that specifically and doing the resistance training, I find that has really helped a lot. Yeah. 
even still you'll find as well that when you do have uh, sorry carry on no go ahead I was going, when you do have like one leg that's weaker than the other as well, you don't necessarily notice it on the bike because you'll be pedaling yeah, without even realizing you push harder with your right leg if that's your stronger one. You don't even notice that you're doing it. Yeah. But I find that when you get into the gym and you do yeah, 10 split squats on your right leg and it's fine and then you do 10 on the left and it's wobbly and you end up doing six <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> but when you like strengthen that up over a few weeks, you get back on the bike and you find you naturally press more with your left leg. Yep. Like You'll get to sort of tricky situations where in the past, like, like, you know, if it's on a technical climb, you might have like flipped feet so you can push down with your right and you use your left one more. So often when you're riding, because your body's really clever, it will naturally use its strength. So if it knows the right is stronger, it will push with that more. Even with your upper body, if your right yeah. arm is more, you won't even realize it, but you'll like sort of put more pressure on one side. But it's only when you get in the gym and really start to do single limb exercises that you can think, oh, wow, I have big muscle imbalances yeah. here. And That's then you train it off the bike and you get back on the bike and yeah, it makes a huge difference because you just eliminated that weakness there so yeah. you know one of the biggest areas to when you ride often you'll improve loads as a beginner and then you'll get to a point where it's much harder to improve because yeah. you're already at a point where you realize you know you're good and you're fit so improvements come much slower but then when you can work on like a really gaping weakness you have like a weaker leg for example it really helps rocket your performance forwards because you've just made a big improvement off the bike which naturally it's definitely changed bike. my climbing game this year, for sure. Well, a lot mm. of things, like, this year was a pretty big year for us. Did the uh, BICP mountain bike instructor course. So that kind oh, of brilliant. taught me that after 20-some years of being on a bike, I really didn't know how to ride the frigging thing. <laughs> that elevated your <laughs> skill level on a bike way up Just, Anyway, I wouldn't say it it's very things I didn't know. It was the way it was done. So the way they broke down the the drills and, and what you're doing on the bike. So just like breaking it down into core movements and just really turn things around. But yeah, definitely focusing on single limb exercises and stuff like that. Training both sides equally as best as I can. I, th I felt like that helped a hell of a lot. Yeah. This year has been a pretty Absolutely. insane year. Brilliant, that's great. Awesome. Should we wind it up and let Matt go enjoy the rest of his evening? We probably should, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No problem at all. It's been wicked. I wasn't expecting the four of you. <laughs> <laughs> We're a pack. Well, thanks so much for the invite. I've really, really enjoyed it. It's just great chatting bikes. Um, oh. It's been really good. Thank you so much for so much for having me on. If you ever fancy uh, having another one in future, let me know. And Absolutely, I'll uh, send yeah. you a copy of the Mindset Guide as well so you can all have a read of that. Thanks. So, Amazing. yeah, I've got your email, haven't you? I'll send you that tomorrow. Yep. All right. Thank you so, so much. Uh, awesome. So give us all your social Give us all medias. your info on your social media, your website, everything. Give us a good Hit it. So pretty much everything is MTB Fitness. So if you go mtb.fitness is the website, that's the main one, or you can just Google MTB Fitness and I'll come straight up. Facebook, just search MTB Fitness. And then there's a Facebook page, which is where I put out loads of content every day. But there's also the Facebook group as well. So the main rule in there is it's positivity only and there's no selling. So I don't allow any kind of arguments between people and name calling. It's positivity only. If I see someone being a dick, they're kicked out immediately. Um, and I that's just 50, 
thousand people strong, I think, because people love the positivity. Um, you know, banter's one thing. I don't mind people having like banter with each other, but you know, in some groups you'll just see people arguing about yeah. nothing. Keyboard warriors. And this, that. Yeah. Exactly that, yeah. Like the group is just a safe space for people to be able to ask stupid questions and you know, go for it. So that's the Facebook group. So when you do search on Facebook, join the page so like the page, but also join the group because they're two distinctly different things. Instagram, just search MTB Fitness, you'll find me there. Um, and then yeah, YouTube, MTB Fitness, search MTB Fitness on the internet and you'll find me. Awesome. <laughs> we'll, de- we'll definitely give you plugs because woohoo, this was fun. Yeah, we love it. And Thanks. having the uh, so in the MTB Fitness Guide, actually, when you've got it on an iPad or a device, you can click on the exercise and it chucks you to the video on YouTube. Love it. Yeah. That's great because That's awesome. I went through some of them and I was like, first time I just had the the book. I was like, okay, I think I know how to do that. Did them and felt it a little bit. And then second time I, I got the iPad, so I set that up and I clicked on it. It was like, oh yeah, I was doing that a little bit wrong. It wasn't so you're far a visual off, learner, you're saying. Yeah. Well, you know, with exercises, everybody, what I've found is everybody has a different name for the same bloody exercise, right? Yeah, so I saw split squats and I figured, yeah, I know what that is. And I was... 90% of the way there, I just, I wasn't leaning back enough or pushing forward enough, right? So, yeah. Just uh, having you know that in the guide. Those subtle differences make a huge difference as well. Like, I can get a client in, like, if I see someone in person who's been, like, training and doing things a certain way, you just make a small tweak and it makes all the difference. Like, on a bench press, if you touch your yeah. chest instead of going halfway down, or if you do a squat slightly different way, oh, it makes a huge difference. Like, so, yeah, doing things right is, is ginormous. Uh, but, yeah, that's uh, my 12 week program, my 16 week program, I all have demo videos for every exercise. I had, I had a review the other day, actually. It was like three star review for my 12 week program. I was like, oh, that's and they were like really good but i had to google all the exercises i just didn't know how to do them <laughs> I was like no why don't you just email me <laughs> just click the video <laughs> people the don't think of that though right you know if they're if they buy something online they won't think of actually reaching out and getting in touch with you on like on a group it's just it's so easy you just jump on the facebook page make a comment on there and you know a lot of the people on that page as well they're pretty knowledgeable they've gone through the guide multiple times so if matt's not there someone is there that can help Mm -hmm. and i mean just youtube it is so much easier click on the exercise it'll take you right to youtube you can watch a great demonstration really helps i appreciate the plug thank you yeah no we appreciate you coming on yeah absolutely well enjoy the rest of your day matt it was great to meet you you too thank you very much very nice meeting you all and uh, yeah I'll send you a copy of the mindset guide tomorrow and then awesome. email me when this goes live and I'll share it with my audience yeah. as well we'll put your cool plan into into action this winter and see what we can absolutely yeah this both spring. plans all three well all, all three right. plans for three of us does this one go live to- tomorrow yeah yeah oh yeah we're tomorrow. live tomorrow oh perfect oh yeah. amazing yeah send it over then and I'll fire it out to everybody absolutely. that'd be great yeah awesome. we'll do Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Matt. Excellent. Take care. Thank you so much, everyone. Have a good day. Happy trails. Bye. That was so cool. That was fun. That was awesome. On two levels. Okay. Totally cool because of the whole biking and the fitness and the nutrition and the mindset and all that really great because he's a homie? Yeah. (laughs) It's it's weird to hear the accent again, and I feel like mine has kind of morphed back to what it used to be a little. I don't know. I don't know. Your accent's still there. Where does your your internet come through when it comes in the house? Your router. It's a router. So you didn't get that much.
but no, it was it was pretty it was pretty nice to listen and like and just when he mentioned Upper Mill and and all them, it's like brings oh. back some memories. Dovestones riding I, around there. I remember being a little bit too drunk on some uh, Jack Daniels and Cork <laughs> in Upper Mill, and no, that's yeah. awesome. Sorry, yeah. Gooba needs love apparently. He's like, shut. She's like, shut up, shut up about bikes and give me loves. What else you got on your list, Miss Becky? Um, we just talked about um, Edmonston, which we we briefly kind of with Matt anyway. So yeah, um, it was a freaking awesome ride. It oh, was, I, I loved really it. Enjoyed can, we, it. can we plug my mic in? Uh, yeah. Oh God, okay. you're so Hang needy. Where's, where's the plug? Oh, Larry's oh, passing notes. Larry's passing notes. I need to see. Tell me, tell me. <laughs> just mute that one a second. Uh, Hello, Wesley. Good evening. Oh, oh I gotta plug your headphones in now. Hold I'm on. I'm really struggling to understand. I, I, oh, oh, oh! We're not allowed to talk okay. about Edmonton. Hey. No momento. See, <laughs> see, <laughs> sí, sí, senor. Can you hear me? I can't hear you. You're not working. <laughs> Wesley, are you there? No, Wesley, no, no. do we need elevator music while we wait Correct. for Wes hang to on, get solid? We need. There we go. Good afternoon. Lots of feedback. Oh my god! <laughs> Turn the squelch down. Holy! <laughs> we don't have squelch, Wesley. It's not a radio. <laughs> I was being sullen, facetious. Um, we really should not talk about anything other than the fact that you lot keep buying things. Buying. I haven't bought anything. Um, I'm feeling left out. But it's not like buying something isn't in your plans, is it? Because you want these to bomb hubs, so when they yeah, well they're not here. So let's talk about your new damn bike. (laughs) Hey, it's new bike day. Yeah, it is. We're getting a quest and do a quest today. Well, not yet. Well, yeah, the royal we. Because nothing I'm, I do is just me, is it? I'm not going to benefit from your new bike. Oh, you will. You benefit from my happiness and joy. No, it's a medium, you oh. jerk. <laughs> I don't know what size it is. You've just got tiny my legs. legs. Are fucking little. What are you, 30? Which, okay, so going, <laughs> back, going, back, <laughs> going back to the conversation we had a, a little bit earlier where we were talking about measuring. So we, frustration with pants. You know my frustration. I do. We'll try yeah. not to get into Turn it. Turn me up a little bit, Darren. Just a touch. Go on. Yes. Press his button. There we go. That? That's pretty good. Oh God, Wes is very loud in my yeah. ears okay, now. Okay, you can turn me down a little bit. There we There's go. There's lots of feedback. Perfect. Um, so we had a conversation. Now I can't hear anything. I had a conversation about... <laughs> um, seriously, you having issues with your wires today, well, you? Just Do I need my muff? <laughs> Sorry, Laurie, but if you're walking around without your muff... <laughs> Yeah, got bigger problems. <laughs> anyway, so we're talking about <laughs> pants. So we both have the same waist. We have four inches difference in our hips and ass area. Yeah. Four inches in our thighs. Yeah. <laughs> and then seven inches in difference in, in length. The inseam. Yeah. In so the inseam. I'm at the exact opposite end of the spectrum when it comes to Becky. I'm short and stubby. And uh, <laughs> yeah, apparently, like, when I want to buy a set of pants with a waist that'll fit, I've got to have legs like a fucking toothpick. You're built like a chimpanzee. She's built like a giraffe. Yeah. And neither of which any, any mountain bike clothing organization makes. I'm so like, was it? Uh, I can't, I can't remember because I looked at so many and I've given up now, but you'd go on to them and you're like, oh, and it'll say long and you're like, awesome and go to it. And it's like, yes, 32. you can have 32 or 34 if you buy a 2XL. Yeah. 
So I get it long enough in the leg, but I'd be able to fit Wesley in with me. <laughs> right? Yeah. And it's like, what the hell? I, th- I think Harry is the perfect size for like a small to medium because I was looking at the, the measurements online. A small to medium would fit like a, well, the mediums are 32 or 32 waist and then hip size 30 to 38 inches. Sorry, 35 to 38 inches. There's no way I'm getting my ass in that. No. I'm going to have to buy a large, like cinch the frigging belt up. Well, that's the problem we had with shorts, right? Is yeah. like if you get it long, big enough shorts to fit your like legs. Shorts look like pants on me anyway. <laughs> yeah, they do. Go to your pants. Yeah. I have to roll them up a couple of times at the waistband. Try to try, keep them open. Yeah. Well, so new bike. New bike. So what are you getting? Getting a Quest Enduro. We're going meeting Dale. Nice. It's a little, I'm a little bit a excited for you. I'm super excited. I know. But you was I awake at six not, o'clock this morning. I was, but that was for a different reason. Regardless, but you, you didn't really. If 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 we uh, if we hadn't have had some whiskey and uh, an edible last night, I probably would not have slept. It would have been like Christmas Eve <laughs> when I was five. <laughs> just fucking lie there all night like that. New bike, new bike, new bike, new bike, new bike. You'll like have him to get most that nights. Wrap so you can I've got it. Get it, it I already have already it. got it out. I already have Everything's it. Everything's ready. It's ready to rock. Good. That's the one you've got to cut your own pieces. No. Oh, nope. it's no. This this one they're already pre. No, I've got dyed bro. Oh, ride okay, wrap different. I think some of them you do have to cut your own pieces you but I got a dyed bro kit and uh, it's going to look really sick and what did you buy Wesley sporting on your wrist well we kind of dove down the rabbit hole of some fitness for this winter because we're tired of hitting bike season in April or May and just absolutely dying even if you snowshoe yeah hike it doesn't matter it's it's not working the same muscles and it doesn't get your heart rate going like biking does like not even close. I mean, no. That's what we just So I, uh, we bought a trainer. And <laughs> what? What? Nothing. We bought a trainer and we got our heart rate monitor watch there. Well, I've got one. Your Garmin Instinct. Yeah, Lori's figuring out what she's going to get for a watch. <gasps> keep track of her heart rate. Get one, get, get one like oh, yeah. Becky's watch now. That version you can hook up your Wahoo sensors yeah. to. Yeah. All got my the sensors A&T. are going to come. I need to figure it out, but all we my sensors are going to come through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All my sensors are going to come through. Ooh, cha-ching. Going to come through my watch and it tells me everything. It's really good. I got the up and if you go on best buy they do um open box yeah really good and mine was completely fastened it said it was open box wasn't is yours a series hmm. six or seven or it's the latest one yeah series six seven. i think no it's seven. not seven okay series six yeah but have a look like i said have a look on best buy some really good you're scowling at me i yeah. i don't i so like, i have uh, a garmin and yeah. i'd like to kind of upgrade so if you want a Garmin, yeah, try that we one. Can, you can try this one. I'm working it. It's a Vivo Active 3. It's pretty good. It hooks into all sensors, does your heartbeat, everything. Um, I just want to upgrade to a... See, for- I was looking at a Vivo Active. No, not a Vivo Active. Phoenix 5, something like that. Because you can just do more with it. Yeah. So, but I mean, for for you, this would be great, and you wouldn't. Yeah, these things have a ridiculous amount of features. Holy yeah, because that is like well expensive. Oh, those ones are yeah double what this is pretty much. Yeah, but I'm worth it. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah, an Apple <laughs> watches. Hi, Miss Erin. Maybe she's born. Hello. Maybe she's Maybelline. So you right, got- I'm so glad you did that. I'm so glad you did that. So you got your cast off now. 
Erin's with us. Yes, I got my cast off. You excited to ride your bike again? Uh, you coming to St. John with us on Sunday? I think that might be a yes. Wesley's going to try out his new uh, his new rack. Yeah, so we got a new bike rack, one that holds it by the tires instead of the frame. So it was a much needed upgrade. Thanks, Dad. Dandy. Thule T2. That's what it is. Is it Thule or Tool or Thule? I just call it T-H-U-L-E. However you say it. Thule. Everybody I says thought it, it was Thule. I call it Thule, but... Most people call it Thule. If you listen to the Swedish people... It sounds weird it to call it Thule. But they don't call Ikea the same way that we call Ikea. Well, no, they say it with their Swedish accent, which... No! I besides the Swedish <laughs> accent. But... Okay, I'm squirreling on just, just a second, but there was a thing that I was listening... Was I listening to a podcast? And they were talking Probably. about Ikea, and they were saying that we, like... Ninety percent of the whole of the world pronounce IKEA wrong. I can't remember oh. what the correct way of pronouncing it is because you know what this what is. It's a finger and it's a how, thumb. That's how much I care. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> about how they pro- how, about how we pronounce it, and okay. them saying we're saying it wrong. Okay, no, I don't, no, yeah, I don't care. I you should probably plug right. Velo, Velo, yeah. Velo. We Hello. we bought it at Velo. Velo or Velo and Moncton. Keep trying to get Steve on, but I think he's a bit radio show. We got it, went with uh, Blockley's recommendation. No, stop. He picked it up for Was us. Was it tassel? Stuff. It's gotten loud in here. Sorry. It does. Yeah, I can't imagine why that is. <laughs> Noisiest human on earth just the appeared. The trying to frigging bang the chair through, mm. and she's all up in my space now. Mm. What are you humming at? So, mm. so. Yeah, so upgrades, ready for next season. I hope so. I think if we can jump on the trainer one to three yeah. times a week. I think that'd be good. Work up Smash a sweat, it. get the heart rate going. I think it'll help us out a lot, mm-hmm. cardio-wise. Because right. I'm just tired of taking the first entire month of bike season just to get my legs back. I yep. hate it. Ugh. But it's like Matt <laughs> said, it's all different, right? You do different is, things. Yeah. And, and like we last, last winter, we spent a lot of the winter in the gym so then like you said and then you you think oh my god i'm doing so much and i'm doing you know and and i'm fit and i'm ready and then you get on the bike and you do your first 10 kilometers you're like holy fuck i'm dying just dead (laughs) right so and that's bye bye that was that was short-lived okay go away go away go bye bye Bye. see ya i won't want to be i love you i don't want to see you again for the next (laughs) half an hour (laughs) being mocked by the child um no but he's right and it's like even some of the the exercises and i see a lot of crossover in the exercises in the 12 week program that you know we do through boot camp like you talk about squats yeah. and talk about planks but it's just working the mother muscles that we're missing out on so i think we should do it together we should like, do this set it together. up in here and we'll have a zoom session or we'll yeah. come down or something oh, kevin just- already said he wants to bike with me on zoom <laughs> oh you're gonna be a swift well, I, guy or now, swift yeah sorry Good swift. Lord. how are you gonna do you have swift well we're gonna have it yes is that the one where it's you see like, all the f- fake pictures of bikers? Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna get my butt whooped by Kevin online. <laughs> Are you meaning to do the fitness we thing together? We can do the fitness together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We can. Oh do yeah. That. I mean, there's a lot of exercises in there. That, they're all functional exercises for the bike, right? So. And I have kids that are moving out, so I actually have a room dedicated to doing fitness stuff. So you'll have to come over. We have two rooms now. Those <laughs> <laughs> yeah. are gone. Right. Um, the only other thing oh no no we talked about the rack we talked about the bike we're done Peace I mean out. well Edmondson was fun we <laughs> ripped Edmondson in the mud it was an awesome yeah we're, we're sorry about that Edmondson people that. it wasn't too bad it was mostly frozen but 
Laurie doesn't want you talking about Edmonton because she wants to save it for the next one. Oh, okay. We gotta save something. Well, We've been going for well over an hour. Well, I couldn't tell what her message right. paper said. Anyway, so. <laughs> Whatever. We gotta if, if we say one thing, we've got to say because for our for our young Ollie and Ben listener. Mm, um yeah. they did so we did Edmonston 20 kilometers not gonna talk about anything else before you kick me under the table Laurie but we <laughs> gotta say how awesome Ben and Ollie did Ben hard conditions yeah, yeah. yeah. that was that was tiny little tires that was a suffer fest for him yeah, but they yeah. Just Ben's gears kinda, were busted yeah he yeah. got through it he, he did incredible it. he was a champion and he doesn't and he didn't complain he no no. He, towards the end, I think if he could have said, fuck this, fuck that, fuck the trails, fuck the bike, fuck everything, fuck you, fuck oh, off. Oh, he would have. He yeah. would have. Um, and I could sense in his eyes that he was channeling that to me. Um, yeah. So I think I have bombed for him a few times. But no, he, he... Ollie had a very valid point. Why don't they run the goddamn lift? <laughs> <laughs> He's not wrong. He smashed 20 kilometers on a 20-inch wheel bike in Edmonston. In on hard some, conditions. Yeah. Yeah, in hard conditions. Coated with On mud. some pretty tough trails. Yeah. 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 My bike probably weighed about 50 pounds. <gasps> I think everybody's <laughs> did. The tires. One it was thing, ridiculous. One thing I did learn, I really need to buy some uh, mud guards. Yes. Because there was a <laughs> when you caught it in mud and then you're coming downhill and it's just firing in your face. Mm. There was a lot of... <laughs> Coming down that hill. Get one of them COVID face guards or something. I was very no, grateful for wearing yeah, glasses. Useful. Yeah, yeah, I was very grateful for wearing glasses. I was wishing that I had like the riding, the clear riding glasses. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. very grateful to still be riding bikes in November Oh my 11th. God, right? right? Indeed. Yeah. My Facebook memories from yesterday. Snow. It was like snow. Remember that day we were deer hunting up in Victoria Corner and I looked like the abominable yeah. snowman. I had so many freaking layers on and it was so cold. Yeah. There we are. Sunny and it's out, gorgeous. A little bit of wind, seven degrees. Yep. Beautiful. Yeah, it's perfect yeah. weather. Yeah. I'm planning to ride Sunday. I'm planning I'm to, planning ride, to Sunday. ride Sunday. Yeah, hopefully. I should put up Christmas goes. decorations this afternoon. Don't Stop. you. Not, it's not oh, even bloody December. Lori. I am this afternoon. I am. No, you're not. <laughs> we are not going to go into that. Yeah, I know. I know. <sighs> Bloody Christmas decorations. You know when we put our Christmas tree up last year? Is it the 23rd? 23rd. <laughs> you know when we took our Christmas tree down last year? 27th. 27th? Yeah. We took ours down. Like, well, ours was really thin because we got it out back and it was... Yeah, anyway. I like putting them up in December 1st. Taking I like Christmas music. I just enjoy Christmas music. I am not Sorry. doing workout with you in December to Christmas music. There's no way Mariah Carey is screaming at me. It's going to motivate me. Yeah, she's getting Vince. ready to come out of hibernation now, isn't she? Yeah. Oh, she's already <laughs> out. She was on the radio the oh, other day. Man. She's all over TikTok. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that's it. We're going to call it a day. We Go get your new bike. Go get a I'm new gonna bike. I'm going to say night then. Upgrade the bike. Upgrade yourself, people. Upgrade get onto myself? the yeah. Get onto the MTB Fitness. Oh, I thought you were talking about me. Go I buy a. Thought you were getting a new no, wife. No. Just upgrade your wife, people. There. The one that upgrade we've got is wife. shit. Does <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the new yeah. bike come with a new wife? No. Like no. and subscribe. I'm happy with his the wife. I've channel. Got. Yeah. Like subscribe. You're like up. and subscribe our channel too. Yes. But get out there if you're looking for something to do over winter. Keep yourself fit. Yeah. A lot of people have trainers and do that anyway, but get out there, check out his channel, check out his videos. Yeah. His YouTube videos are pretty awesome. 
They MT- are very I enjoyed awesome, them. very cool. Yeah, I yeah. really enjoyed them. MTB.fitness. Um, check out the newest one that he's done on mindset, getting yourself over that hump of I can't do it, yep. um, along with the 12-week um, shit training program. Not a 12-week <laughs> shit. Well, he does the 12-week training program and he does the 16-week advanced program as well. Ooh. So, Ooh. so we'll have to, have to check him out. a little bit more adventurous. For sure. Yeah, go check awesome. it out. Awesome. It's been a slice. All right, Wesley. Outro was. Peace out. <laughs> that was lame. That's so lame. That's good so lame. Get out and ride, people. Thanks while for you still us. can. Get out and enjoy it. It's friggin' crazy. We're still out in November. Get yeah. after it. Oh, and this will be live tomorrow. So anyone that wants to ride with us in St. John, Sunday. New Brunswick, Sunday. What yep. do I say? This is live tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. So we're riding in St. John You're on really Sunday. fucking my days up. Yeah, so we're riding St. John on Sunday. Check out. We'll have our MTB connection hats and such on so you'll be able to see us. And yes. we've even got names on our sleeves. Yes, so we who we are. <laughs> so I can look at Wesley and be like, oh, that's Wesley. That's right. Check us out. Well, we'll we ride by ourselves. <laughs> no. I we're going to have lots of people with us because we're that famous we are yes we have lots of people mm-hmm. all 19 followers mm-hmm. thank you for joining us on the mountain bike connection podcast peace out oh you went for me yes oh yeah motherfuckers <laughs> <laughs>